Hey, Turbo fans. Thanks for joining us for episode six of the Turbo Comics cast. This episode, we're heading back in time to reflect on our favorite well-known and obscure Toyland properties of the 1980s and early 90s. We'll also be talking about some of our favorite cartoons and comic books of the 80s and stuff that spun off those comic books into their own toy lines. So make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Turbo Comics Podcast, Episode 6, a.k.a. The Trials of the Cursed Toys. Watch out, boys. We'll chew you up. Hey guys, I'm Max, your Turbo host, and I'm here with legendary Darkhawk obsessive Zach and impressive Conan collector Matt. How are you guys doing tonight? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey Well, it's awesome to hear from you guys again. Uh, you know, we're here to talk a little bit about 80s stuff. Uh, just again. to give our listeners, again, yeah, just to give our listeners a little bit of, a, of an idea of the, the trials and tribulations of podcasting for noobs. Um, we actually recorded this entire episode already once, and we recorded it with a guest, um, a good friend of ours who also happens to be a resident of Etheria. If you don't know where Etheria is, um, that is the planet that She-Ra lives with, uh, you know, her horde and all of that. Um, Sandy Swiftwin was our guest in our last attempt at recording this episode. Unfortunately, due to his um, faulty internet, Dude. some type of internet problems that just completely screwed Dude. up our cast. Dude, let's, let's not blame Sandy's internet. Let's <laughs> blame Hordak. Oh yeah, that's true. It was, he, well, he probably he probably mm. fucked with Sandy's internet. It is mm. you know the the evil horde. You had Grizzlor like messing up with the router and things like that. So um, yeah. there were certain things that were going on. But uh, we tried to record that episode with a guest for you guys, but it just didn't work out. Had lots of warbles, lots of sound drops, um, lots of just Sandy like weeping over the rest of us talking. So we just yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just having to record this whole thing over. So yeah. You know. You know, I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to, to record this over because I know the last time that we attempted this, it was, a, you know, kind of a traumatizing thing, you know, because he was really venting and letting out a lot of things that he should probably say for therapy. So I appreciate that. Yeah, we really should have charged him to come on the podcast, but whatever. Next time we'll save it for the next guest. Yeah, <laughs> the next time, you know, we're, we're also going to set up um, a, a Patreon for the issues that he has so that we can get him therapy. So Dude, keep an eye out for therapy? those links. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we've tried it. that and we've really damaged some individuals. So I'm going to go ahead right now and just say we're not doing that. <laughs> Driving them into alcoholism and sadness. Well, mm. you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, again, you know, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, some of our favorite toy lines that we grew up with. And, you know, some of us grew up in more of the eighties. Some of us grew up in more of like the early nineties ish, uh, but we're going to talk about, you know, what were, our favorite toy lines, the thing that we had to have, the thing that we wanted to see under the Christmas tree, the thing that we, you know, begged our parents for, and the thing that we still might even collect today or pine over or like wish we still had. Um, so what about you, Zach? What, what was the thing that you really loved and, and wish you still had? 
Uh, well, I wish I still had oh my innocence, uh, my positive outlook on life. <laughs> oh, are we talking? About, we're talking about toys. Uh, we're talking yeah, about toys. Uh, yeah. Oh my bad. Sorry. The turbo therapy side got the better of me. Yeah. So okay. So you know you got the '80s, uh, which you know Max, you're you're a little bit older than me, so you were you were like prime in those days for toys and all that. Me, I was more of an early '90s kid, so. I lean more towards, uh, you know, I've gotten shit for this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyways. It was the Ninja Turtles. All right. I love the Ninja Turtles toys. Oh. I, love, I love the characters. I love the play sets. They had a sewer system. They had a fucking blimp. They had the turtle van. They had uh, Shredder. They had Krang. Like, so uh, since we recorded this earlier, I've since gone back and looked at the prices of some of these turtles stuff. And uh, Krang, his android body, even without the brain, right now on eBay is running like 150, 160 bucks, dude. Wow. Like, uh, if I if I could have any of my old toys back, that would be the one. But um, so, in spirit of the the podcast, however, I will default to my favorite '80s toy line, which is also it's a pretty well known line. It, I mean, nobody's gonna be surprised by this, but it's Transformers. Like the uh, you know the original cartoon was great. I watched that when I was a kid, but the toys themselves were just so fucking awesome and so fun and so frustrating. Like if you got the like, <laughs> the jets, dude, like transforming the jets was the worst fucking thing ever because like you would break off the wheels and stuff. You'd snap off the cockpit when you were trying to transform them and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. But uh, that, that being said, I love the Transformers. I still have my, my favorite uh, a G1 Soundwave, my favorite Transformers Sick. character by far. Yeah, I do. I, I love that guy. Um, but, you know, if I could have any of those back, um, I, I used to have the uh, Metroplex. I don't know if you guys remember him. But yeah, totally. He, yeah, he, yeah, so he's the big base, big base side. I used to have that guy. I would love to have him back. But uh, Unfortunately, don't he? He, you know, wherever childhood toys go—the trash, garage sale, or wherever the fuck they'll end up—that's where my Metroplex is right now. So, probably in my storage unit. You probably, so. man. <laughs> so fucked up. No, I mean it's it's to- you're totally right though. Some of those Transformers from back in the day—that was one of my favorite toy lines as well. Growing up, and I remember, Dude, yeah. um, you know, my first Transformers was an Autobot was Ratchet and. I remember I couldn't like figure out how to transform this thing, man. Like, and then when I tried to, you know, turn him back into the ambulance, it was just, I don't know, strange, didn't yep. look right. Yeah. Um, but those planes too, those planes were like they're, insane. Dude, they're, yeah, they're, they're, I wouldn't say they're the hardest to transform. I would say that designation for the constructicons and making them form into devastator. Uh, like, sick. I, I, so I got one of those for Christmas. They came in like a box set. It was like all the Constructicons. And I was like, oh, these are so awesome. And then like I transformed them all like from the, the I think they came in the actual construction vehicles. I, I turned them all into the robots and I was like, oh, I'm going to make Devastator. And then like hours went by <laughs> and I still didn't make Devastator. And like, yeah, I think days. my mom came yeah, and like my mom came over and was like, you, you're doing all right? And I'm like, have tears? I'm fine. I just can't feel <laughs> Devastator. <laughs> yeah. So that I think, I, I can't think of anything. That honestly might be the reason, like, I initially liked Soundwave so much because his shit was so basic to transform. It's just basically turning him into a cube. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, you, you just turn him into that cube and that was it. Yeah, a, a cassette player for all the kids out there. If you don't know what that is, Google it. <laughs> yeah, about a you? lot of the... A lot of the like uh, main characters seem to be a lot easier, like to transform than some of the like. Yeah, uh, Optimus was pretty. Easy. He was pretty easy. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, even Megatron. You know, both versions of Megatron when he was the gun. Dude, so piece. I've 
Yeah, I've never actually transformed a gun Megatron. I never had one. Well, like where you transform well, really, into, into the little into the little pistol. Yeah, I never had one. Yeah, it was pretty easy because I, I still have mine and it's actually not that bad. It's 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 pretty simple. The Galvatron one is a little more, more complex, but Galvatron was a little bit later on in the line, right? Galvatron wasn't a Gen 1. And so by that time, you know, those early Transformers were like, you know, metal pieces and, and um, you know, they, the, the craftsmanship was actually pretty, pretty good. And later on down the line, they became almost all plastic. Um, yep. you know, and, and Galvatron yeah. was like pretty much a completely plastic, um, you know, transformer at that point, but he was sick. That was actually one of my favorite Christmas presents ever was getting Galvatron under the Christmas tree. How crazy is it like that, you know, you have like, uh, toys that were made of all metal nearly like, and there, there's no way today that they would have any toy of that quality, like of that, like you said, craftsmanship. That's, that's insane to think about that. Those. First oh, generation yeah. Transformers yeah. were just, you know, so well made and so intricate and that, you know, if there's <laughs> now if there's like... any if there's any drawback to those though, is that the metal the the metal um or the older Gen 1 Transformers, they seem to become um like looser. Like so it's it's you know, sure. you know how you know how they get. And so um and but those older plastic ones, they still are like, you know, they were on day one. But we're talking about like talking about those planes like Starscream and um what was the other one? Skyswipe and Thundercracker or whatever. I mean, yeah, those guys those guys, man. And it you know, the worst part about those planes is that you would always lose the landing gear. Always. You know, that, that landing gear that fit on the cockpit of yeah. the you know. I mean, it was like just brutal. Yeah, any any gun piece or anything that would like, you know, that yeah. would always come off, and yeah, very difficult. But Transformers is a chef's <clears throat> kiss for, uh, you know, toy lines. Yeah, they were they were pretty expensive too back then, even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the the bigger ones too, like your like the, what I talked about the Metroplexes or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fortress Maximus and all that. Fuck yeah, those are yeah. spendy, man. Uh, by the way, you're talking about Galvatron. I did want to give a special shout out to the worst Transformer of all time. Uh, fuck you, Hot, Hot Rod. Rod. Hot Rod, you piece <laughs> of shit. You're a terrible Transformer. Nobody likes you. Please never appear in another Transformers franchise. Thank you. So tell us a little. Tell us a little bit why you don't like Hot Rod, so the listeners actually know. Yeah. So I mean, it all comes down to the uh, Transformers the movie, right? Um, so. What year did that come out? 80, gosh, 86, 88? 87. No, it was like 89, I thought. Was it 89? Was it? No. It was I thought it was 86. Soon. But at, at any rate, so uh, you, you got to watch the movie to fully understand how inept Hot Rod is as an Autobot. Uh, but basically... And as a prime. As a prime, and, come and on. A, and as a prime. It was supposed to be Ultra Magnus, damn it. But anyways. Uh, so supposed Megatron, to be Robert Stack. Robert Stack, God bless, dude. That that movie had such star power. Leonard Nimoy, Orson Welles in his last role ever. Um, was That's I talking insane. about Hot Rod? Hot yeah. Rod. Yeah. Hot so, Rod. <laughs> yeah, Hot Rod. So Megatron and the Decepticons they attack Autobot City on Earth, and uh, basically everybody they're pushing everybody shit in. And then Optimus arrives with the Autobots. From, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Just to let everybody know, spoiler. Because we've had Zach spoil a bunch of stuff. If you Dude. guys have not seen the Transformers, it only came out like forty movie. years ago. It's been forty years, dude. Please like, make sure he's oh gonna do spoilers. God. Yeah, spoilers Continue, ahead. Spoilers ahead for a forty-year-old movie. Thanks, man. So uh, <laughs> Optimus comes in to, to help reinforce uh, the Autobots, and him and Megatron go into just a, a 
a brawl. They're hitting each other with sticks and all sorts of shit happening. Um, laser axe, man. Laser axe. Oh, laser. Yeah, that was so yeah. cool. Yeah, and then uh, Megatron chucks that piece of shrapnel into Optimus's gut and everything. And um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Optimus gets the upper hand. Megatron's trying to pull some like uh, you know bad guy trickery shit, trying to give up and everything. But he's like reaching for a blaster, and Hot Rod tries to save Optimus, who clearly has control of the situation here. He has his gun drawn Mucks on it Megatron. Mucks it up. <laughs> He fucks it up. He goes in there, jumps at him, and the Megatron holds him hostage. And uh, Prime, being the good guy, is like, oh, fuck, I don't want this little shit to get killed. Uh, and then because of that, Megatron shoots Prime like four times. Um, and then Optimus still, still manages to knock the shit out of Megatron. But then he dies. All a result of Hot Rod's actions. All because of Hot Rod. If, if Hot Rod just would have stayed to the side and just stand there like, watch. Like, oh yeah, no, the, my, my leader's got this under control. He's about to shoot this dude in the head. All right, cool. We're, we're, we're good. Autobots win. GG. But no, he decides to like jump in and he basically fucks up the, the rest of the movie. And then he's like the, the, you know, the quote unquote chosen one. He defeats Unicron and just all this shit. Such a Sort you know, of. He, it takes forever. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, they got to go to the planet. There's Sharktacons. Sharktacons. Yeah, there's yeah, the Sharktacons <laughs> are so much cooler. They're cooler than Hot Rod. Like, yeah, Hot no, Rod, you suck. No, boo, literally every, boo everything. Boo this bot. Boo this everything. bot. <laughs> there is, RC is cooler than Hot Rod. Cup is cooler than Hot Rod. There's nobody in this movie. Um, what, what's Spike's kid's name? Daniel? Daniel's cooler than Hot Rod. <laughs> wow. Hot Rod sucks. There, I so, got that so, off my so, chest. So, Sorry, yeah. Ruben. <laughs> So understanding that you hate Hot Rod like yeah. so 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 much, yeah. Um, you know, didn't Judd Nelson pull like didn't wasn't he the voice? <laughs> he was. Talk about star power. Yeah. <laughs> well, at that time he was star power. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, so so you would pretty much like would would you actually like vent these complaints to Mister Judd Nelson if you yeah, saw but, him? But he wouldn't. He wouldn't care. You know, oh, I mean, I, maybe. I could. He'd just be like, "Yeah, who? Uh, I did that movie. Okay, whatever, kid. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it wouldn't matter." <laughs> kid, yeah, well, I'm sure you call you kid. Judd Nelson's like 80, right? How old is he? He's got to be old. He's not that old. He's got to be like in his 50s or something. 50s, like 60s right? or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not that old, but. Um... Well, that's it. That's, you know, that's a definite. You know, we had to get that hot rod shout out going on because you know, hot rod is a piece of shit. Um, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone should know that that, that really yeah. likes Transformers. I, I would hear you, to, hear I would, you. Yeah, I would love to hear somebody that actually likes Hot Rod just to hear their justification for it. Like, I would, would you really though? Would you? No, I would. would I would like shut up hear... and listen. I would want to hear their no, rationale. You wouldn't. There's, I would. no one... There's no would, rationale for it. It's insane. Yeah, I would, I would want. Yeah, exactly. I would want to hear the mind of somebody who is that fucked up and to see what kind of logic, if any, that they have in supporting Hot Rod. Well, that's your window, listeners. Just go to Instagram at Paper Abyss Comics and tell Zach why you love Hot Rod. <sighs> you know, that's what you that's what you definitely want. To please. Do. Yeah. Uh, please, you please, know, when please. we when we had Sandy on the cast last week and we were talking about Transformers, um, he he didn't have a lot to talk about. I don't think in regards to Transformers, you guys might remember. I don't know, but um, he did talk about Gobots. He did talk about GoBots. Uh, he did talk about GoBots a little bit, you know, and you know, uh, so we talked a, a little bit about like Leader One and yeah, he's the know, leader, by the way. In case you guys he, didn't know, Leader One is the leader. Leader yeah. One is the leader. <laughs> well, you know, it's well, it's interesting that GoBots, which are completely inferior, were first. Like yeah. that they yeah they came out before Transformers, but 
I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you're like looking at these, these are trash in comparison. Like just by you know the toys themselves, the you know the animation and the cartoons, and then you know just the lore, and then like continued history. Like GoBots are a footnote joke, really. They're basically remembered as like trans, you know, shitty Transformers. And there's somebody that's sitting in the dark right now just breaking pencils listening to our podcast because he's so mad at what you just said. I hope so. <laughs> also, and, also DM Paper Abyss Comics uh, yeah. about whatever I just said. Yeah, <laughs> that please, just I, made you upset. Yeah, I would also love to meet somebody who thinks GoBots are superior to Transformers. Well, I, hope, I mean, I, I hope somebody like that's out there. I mean, there is, there is, there has to be, there has, I'm sure there's someone there. There's, there's gotta be someone out there that has that sort of nostalgia because they couldn't, you know, get transformers or Ford transformers. So, you know, the talk parents hated them and just got them go bots. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) You will like leader one. I had a, I had actually a lot of go bots um, growing up and I didn't hate them, but they were never, you know, on the level of my transformers. But I will say that they actually did create some some pretty cool GoBots, um, uh, you know, on the in the second and maybe third lines uh, after some really cool planes and helicopters and things like that. But um, almost always they did were. Did you have villains. Rock Lords? I did. I didn't have any Rock Lords. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like that was a spinoff, right? Like uh, it might have been. I don't know if it was released by Tonka or not, but I remember them. I definitely yeah, remember I'm them. Pretty sure that was a GoBot spinoff. I, I uh, again, someone out there is like, "How could you not remember? You're talking about this." But yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Rock Lords were like. Yeah, also, I probably, speaking of crummy, <laughs> it probably was. You know, and and they're pretty crappy too. But um, yeah, but so I mean. And I think we also, you know, talked a little bit about in our last cast, uh, just, you know, reminiscing here about things we've talked about before. Um, maybe you mentioned, Zach, like the the thing that you might like more than GoBots, um, which was the Happy Meal, uh, you know. <laughs> I, think, I think that was my obscure toy line. Okay. If memory, if memory serves. Yeah, I choose the biggest franchise in, you know, history. Their toy line is the most obscure. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. I stand by it. Well, I mean, that's a little bit about the robots. Um now yeah. let's I mean, before we move on, let's let's take a moment to talk about uh just turtles for one second. Um, now, uh, did you did did you yes. yeah yes. did you did you actually like turtles because of the cartoon or did you like them because of the toys? Like, was it like what was it like about yeah, the turtles? I, I don't know. That, that's a chicken and the egg scenario for me. All I know is I, yeah. I woke up one morning there was a cartoon and there was toys on my floor. Like, <laughs> no, I I, I love that man. I used to, so I had the VHS of the original like Ninja Turtles series, so I used to watch that all the time. And uh, you know, the, so the the problem with the turtles toys is you really have four protagonists like maybe five if you count splinter and like but you have your one-offs like casey jones and april o'neill or whatever um so the majority of the toys ended up being like some sort of wacky variation of the four turtles so you have like astronaut donatello and you have this this is painful for me this is the thing that drove me away from the line what you're saying right now yeah so i get that i mean and i i did i did have a bunch of like there was a sports theme one i think it was like a football leonardo or whatever and i mean i had some of those but they also had other anthropomorphic characters that were created either in the cartoon or in the Ninja Turtles adventures comic series that were ported over to the toys. Like I think stingray, which sure enough was a stingray. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the but the <laughs> the biggest one was Usagi Yojimbo. Yeah, uh, was mm. was created as a. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, Usagi Yojimbo is a great comic created by Stan Sakai. Go check it out; it's awesome. Um, but he was created as a toy for the Ninja Turtles line. So that was cool. I, I had that one when I was younger. I didn't even know that it was a comic when I was a kid. I just thought, oh, it's a cool like samurai rabbit. That's awesome. Yeah, he was um, great. Yeah. Uh, so that I mean, that, that's cool. <clears throat> so they, they did what they could with what they had, but they also had a lot of cool villains too, like you know Shredder, Krang, uh, you know Foot Soldiers, Bebop, Rocksteady, all that stuff. I mean, Slash, <laughs> Toka, Razor from the fucking uh, what was that <laughs> second movie? Yeah. 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 They, they had some good stuff, man. You're missing uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gross! Well, no, bring it on! Bring it, it, it on! It's, bring it on! What's the good, hate? What's the it's hate? Good to hear, it's good to hear Matt's perspective as well because you guys are about the same age. So you know, you loved it, but he was just like, "This is shit." So like, <laughs> why? Why well, did you not like? Guess it? what? When you wake up on Christmas morning, and you get turtle trolls or whatever. Like that sucks. Like yeah, that's your parents' you fault, that? not mine. Not the turtles. <laughs> Don't blame the turtles for that. What do you mean they were made? Like yeah, they, there was like better said, options like, out there. Were there? Yeah. How many like uh, in the sea of in the sea of turtles merchandise mania? Like I just remember I mean, there being the troll ones, like where they had yeah, the long hair, the and I was like, and I was like, oh my god, There's, like there was the trolls. Awful. Yeah, there, there no, was a I, whole bunch I, of bad ones. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like everything they shit out was gold, but I'm saying there were some diamonds in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I mean there was, was a there was a live action musical that they had. I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember that. Uh, it was wow. Tur- Turtles! Wow, com- I've changed my stance. Yeah, this is turtles amazing. coming coming out of the shell or something like that. It was like <laughs> yeah, Jesus I forget, Jones. I forget the name of it, but dude, that was a great God. musical, man. That was my introduction to musical theater. I just didn't man, like the movie. Uh, had a Vanilla Ice, dude. Yeah, no, like, that was the second one. That was the second one. That was the second one. Ninja rap, like it's not good. Like go ninja, yeah. go. Yeah, no, the second one. I, I agree. The second one wasn't great, and like when you think about it. You know, you had, you had. Let's sit back and relax, folks. We're going to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the U's really quick. So, delete this cast again. Yeah. We're restarting. <laughs> Guess what, guys? We got to go again. So, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady were the bad version of the turtles. They were a warthog and a rhinoceros created by the U's, right? To fight the turtles. Right. But in the in the movie, it was Toka and Razor. Uh, Toka was a snapping turtle, and Razor was like. Help me out. What was he? A wolf? Man, a dog? I, I think he was like some kind of like dog canine Pro- creature. Yeah. Thing. Like, what's yeah. what's the problem with having a rhino and a, a fucking? Oh yeah. I, I, I hate it. Why not? I hate it. Why? Why get rid of that? Because like the thing that I loved about turtles, I never, I never got into the toys. I always thought they looked stupid. But like, I liked the property because I loved the, you know, the the comics at that time. I thought they were kind of neat looking. But I also loved the video games. That's what really, really drove me to like the turtles because the you know tmnt arcade and all that stuff is great yep. you know but it was the it was the later i mean i i had some of them i had like the main turtles and i had shredder even though he was terrible looking um i wish i would have had krang had slash and usagi's yojimbo but it was the later things that you were talking about like i mean there was a turtle line for everything like you yeah. know Don- donatello janitor you know uh michelangelo yeah. bruce Valanche. you know it was just yeah. so stupid it was just like why is there so many of you know these things and it just kept you know they just kept squeezing and squeezing yeah yeah i them. mean but it's a pop it was like the most popular toy line in the the world i mean what do you expect they're, they're not gonna uh, i mean they're gonna keep well, on churning right, yeah. it out 
So yeah. what, what uh, do you want? Don't don't well, take it out in the turtles for that. It's not their fault that they got too popular. God, skip. <laughs> Skip, <laughs> skip, skip. What about you, Matt? What are, what are some of your favorite uh, toy lines that you grew up with? You know, so we can shit on it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, well, uh, what, unbeknownst to the listeners is that I've been roasted now for like three weeks over this podcast and saying what my favorite was. Because uh, when I was a kid growing up, one of my favorite toy lines was Brave Star and Cartoon. <laughs> I love that. See, here we go. No. They were shocked, listeners, when I said this on the cast. They were like, are you sure? Like, can you talk about Brave Star for 15 minutes? I was like, bring it on. Yes, I, yes, I can. Yeah. yeah, we were shocked <laughs> because were nobody's, nobody's ever said that sentence before. Brave Star is my favorite <clears throat> 80s cartoon. That, that just caught all of us off guard, man. Man, and Brave Star was really cool, dude. Like, there was, uh, you know, there's... It, it's gonzo. That's I think that's what I like about it and what I dug about it when I was a kid, you know. And I mean, at the time when I was a kid, my parents were really forcing like uh like oh, Matt, you need to play with like tractors or like cowboys and Indians, and, <laughs> you know, excuse my life. You know, and I was like, Okay, well, how about these Native Americans in outer space, you know, fighting like drug mining coyotes? And they're like, Are you okay? And no, uh never was okay. But <laughs> There was like, it was just so bizarre and it takes place in the future, you know, and it was just super weird. And it had like very adult themes for some. There was like, like I said, there was like one episode that was about like in drugs and getting addicted and overdosing. And this is, you know, so I mean, we're talking so what about are, the 80s here. What are Brave Star's like powers? Like what, what does he do? Like for the listeners that don't know, like who the hell Brave Star is. Oh man, Braystar has the power of basically different like animals. Like he has like uh, power of Puma, Vision of the Hawk, you know, stuff like that. Strength of the Boar, um, <laughs> and then he has like his like shut up guys, I can hear you snickering. Um, uh, I'm just waiting for this to be over. <laughs> and then he has like his like sidekick, which is also anthropomorphic, like hor- talking horse called Thirty Thirty, which was really weird and. Uh, just yeah. really like I mean all the what I think I liked about it is you know like it's always the villains that are the coolest when you're looking back at like you know uh, the 80s you know and while Tex Hex wasn't really super cool <laughs> in yeah. comparison to some of these others but Tex Hex was like I mean physically he looked menacing you know and Stampede was the big big antagonist and he was like this giant like like I don't know like he was like a dinosaur looking like bones. Like yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So there's just so many different, like very, very original looking. And I don't know. I just really dug him. And, you know, like I said, my parents were really forcing like this whole like uh Western theme on me. And of course I choose space Western in the future <laughs> with, you know, drug overtones. So <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, kind of something to think about later on as I got into everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, the weird thing about Brave Star is that, um, y- you know, I actually, we talked about this in the last cast. And since then, like you said, we've been roasting you about Brave Star. I actually went back and watched, <laughs> I actually went back and watched some Brave Star episodes. And oh, uh, you're right. Oh, <laughs> you man. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the most terrible thing about it is that, like, the Brave Star theme song has been stuck in my head for weeks, man. Yes. Like, just that Brave Star. Yes. You know, it's just like, oh, man. It's beautiful. You know? <laughs> it, it is. It is. Zach's a hater. It's better than turtles. Uh, yeah. Well, you're just I, you're just trying to get a reaction out of me now. 
<laughs> well, Zach, you also watched an episode of Brainstorm, yeah, I mean, not it, all it, 60 episodes, but one. No, no, no. I mean, it, I mean, I'm fine. I mean, for, for what it's worth, like... <laughs> Like it's, it's fine. I'll make it. No, no. So like it's uh having actually watched a couple episodes, I actually somewhat appreciate your opinion a little bit more hearing it this time around. I can see why you would enjoy it. I'll give I don't you know that. if that's really like a that I don't know if that's a compliment or like a it's as good you know, as like... you're gonna it's as good as you're gonna get. <laughs> just take it. <laughs> Yeah, well, well we, I mean, well, I did get roasted bad for this because, but I was, it was just like a, it's one of those things that like, you know, I, I don't know, you know, there's, everybody has those like toy lines or like cartoons or music videos or songs or things that from your childhood that you liked and you talk to someone else and they're like, are you okay? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, are, are you going to make it? Like, and Raystar is yeah. kind of it for me. Like whenever I talk about eighties properties, I'm always like, yeah, but you know, he had like a laser lasso and they're like, Oh, are you all right? Like, I think that's, pre- like, and that's pretty cool though. And, and really the toys, the toy line is pretty cool. Um, you know, we, when we, when we got to talking about it the other day, um, I went and watched like a, a video on, uh, a, a review actually about the Tex hex, you know, and how big that figure was because I, I didn't remember, like, I remember you saying that those figures were pretty large. I didn't remember that. And so I went back and I watched kind of like a, um, just a review about the old figure and it was great. That figure is like sick looking and the box art is amazing. You know, so I could yeah, totally well, see look how cool. you could be attracted to that. You know, and when you're a kid, like, I don't know, like, you know, like I think everybody here can, you know, agree, like, the coolest part of Star Wars was always, like, Darth Vader, or, you know, like, that. that's what kids always kind of gravitate towards. You always got to have the good villain, you got to have a really good villain compared to the hero, and I don't know, you know, Tex always looked really cool. It's like Skeletor, you know, like, I mean, come on, yeah. He-Man's cool, but you're like, but this skull guy, you know, that's like, <laughs> let's yeah. talk about but let's talk about this the the bad guy and Tex X was kind of like dude it's it's all about the looks with the villains that's the only reason why Boba Fett's even like culturally relevant nowadays is because oh, okay look, we're not gonna we're not gonna go that down that <laughs> way, so. you look cool for five seconds that's we're, all we're we're gonna we're gonna save that for our Star Wars episode <laughs> oh man we're but, but talking yeah, yeah. uh you know talking a little bit about like you know turbo therapy. I want our listeners to go and look up. <laughs> I want our listeners to go and look up the box art for Tex Hex for Brave Star Tex Hex. I mean, that's going to give you some turbo therapy. If you saw that when you were a kid, and that's something that you s- just stared at for a while, I mean, that's going to give you you know nightmares. It's probably going to make you have to go into therapy, especially if you're some of our more <laughs> sensitive yeah. friends, you know. But um, yeah, you know. it was intense. Like, and it's like you said, the the box art was intense and it just looked awesome. You know, you're looking at it on the shelf, you're like cool you know like i said my parents were like you should you should ride horses or you know why don't you why don't you like the stuff we like and i'm like i do but in outer space isn't this a compromise come on mom so they should have just they should have just like you know made some posters for your walls like clint black sitting in the milky way galaxy or something like that so oh geez that would have been amazing um did you have any other favorite toy, <laughs> toy lines? Did you have any other things that you collected or loved from that era or is it this is it just Brave Star? I would uh, man, I mean like everybody, you know, we were kind of I don't know if I'd say golden age of toys cuz now's a pretty good time for toys especially if you like uh you know like Marvel properties or superhero properties. But at that time original ideas were all over the place so there was always like he-man and i i know you're gonna mention gi joe and all like but there were so many cool weird ones like 
uh, again, here comes a deep cut, like Supernaturals or uh, Visionaries or, you know, Mask. Like, there there were just a ton of awesome 80s toy lines. And, you know, when I looked in, like, the this sad, broken trunk of, you know, toy pieces, because that's what all kids had, at least all dudes had, was just, like, smashed up toys. Well, uh, not all, but a good chunk. You know, you'd find like all these weird, weird stuff. Like I always liked Supernaturals too, because they had like, uh, I don't know, they, again, they looked cool. They looked weird. And you're like, get me that, you know? And now yeah. that I have two children, I know how that goes. They'll be at the store and they'll point at something random. Like, can I get that? And I'm like, no, that's not a Spider-Man toy. Get out of here. Like, you know, but uh, yeah, there was just so many good ones from the eighties. It was really like the, they were pumping toys out at like record pace, but I mean, with that came a lot of really fun stuff. And so, like, yeah. it's, it's hard. To, it's sometimes kind of hard to choose, like, a favorite. Like, oh, it's, talking about it. It's super hard because there's just, like you said, there's so many. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, I have my my primary favorite, but I'm not including it in this episode because, you know, Zach mentioned Boba Fett. But my favorite is Star Wars, this Kenner line. Mm-hmm. That, that that was my jam. Um I'm going to kind of, you know, save that for later. We can talk that about that in a later episode when we really dive into all things Star Wars and collectively cry and, and, and weep about you know, certain <laughs> things. But um, all things Star Wars. Yeah, yeah all yeah, things yeah. Star Wars. You know, but that was my favorite, probably my favorite toy line. And that toy line ended in about, oh, I would say 1985. And so it was really difficult for me to find any of those toys and being a young kid because there wasn't that much that was left on the shelves. And what was left was heavily discounted so you know i ended up with a lot of like rebel soldier endor soldier and and ewoks and just you know crap figures because that was all that was left but i loved them so you know the nice thing about you know the star wars line is that it was a certain size so you had this the the kenner figures are are that certain size and there was one other line of toys that was the same size and that was the gi joe toys and i fell in love with these toys like head and shoulders just you know i loved these toys to death and you know one of the reasons why i love these toys so much was because of the stories on the back of the cards and i want to kind of spin this a little bit to you know um, a little bit back to comic books because that's kind of like the core of our cast and i want to talk about a guy his name is larry hama now larry hama Um, he was the guy that really helped to give life to this sort of like second wave of G.I. Joe figures, because those of you that don't know, there were the the tall figures. How big were they? I don't even remember. Um, Back in the 70s, you know, they were like, um, they're almost, gosh, at least 10. They're big. Yeah, they're, yeah, they were big, you know, so this was kind of like the second introduction to G.I. Joe. Um, And, you know, Larry Hama, on the back of each figure card, he would write sort of like the bio. And a little bit about Larry Hama, he was part of the United States Army Corps of Engineers during the Vietnam War. So he took a lot of those experiences and used them when working on not only the G.I. Joe figures and fleshing out their biographies and all this backstory, but also he was working with Marvel Comics at the time. And he was working on a series called The Nam which I'm sure some of you have, have um, you know, heard of about Vietnam, um, you know, but at that time they wanted to come out with a comic book to co-op the GI Joe animated show, the cartoon. And no one in the industry wanted to work on this comic. Like, you know, I mean, Jim Shooter, the you know famous editor, Jim Shooter of Marvel, no one wanted this job. <laughs> and, you know, Jim was trying to yeah. give it to anybody. And, and finally, you know, he, he asked Larry if he wanted it. And Larry was like, Oh, I wanted it. I, I want that. So Larry Hama really helped to flesh out not only the comic book for G.I. Joe, but also the toy line by writing all the, you know, basically the majority of the G.I. Joe action figure file cards. 
And, you know, this toy line, as you guys know, is just epic. I mean, I would have to say that there's so there's just so many great action figures, so many great vehicles and play sets. Um, I really loved Cobra the most. I really would have to ar- I would have to argue that like G.I. Joe in general has the deepest character universe out of any of these toy lines or any of these properties. Transformers might be a close second. But with G.I. Joe, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. they have there's so many. I mean with Cobra, well, I mean, it's insane. Oh, go ahead. Well, Matt. as far as other toy lines, well, as far as other toy lines go, it's like, you know, a lot a lot of these were, you know, they made cartoons to or they created comic books to support the toy line. And mm-hmm. with G.I. Joe, it felt a little more even. Like they actually wrote stories and characters and they had a little more depth for sure. you know, you know, a children's toy line, you know, and yeah. also like serious stuff and they also had like you know they had the messages at the end so it was a little a little different than you know quite a few other toy lines and i mean like it, re- it really was there, there's great ones like you know he-man has you know some great stories some really bad stories and then transformers probably second but a lot of the great transformer stuff came later like after because you yeah, know like yeah and what's interesting like, about yeah. that is that Transformers and G.I. Joe both were, you know, long running comic series of the 80s. So they had that extra sort of, um, I guess, venue or outlet or medium to really kind of have those creators flesh out different characters and, and give them backstories that then sometimes filtered down into the toy line or into um, even the animated series. But none more so than than G.I. Joe, because Larry Hama because he was involved in both lines. I mean, with Cobra, that was always my favorite. And uh, it was always hard for me to get all of the Cobra figures I wanted because, you know, you had Cobra Commander and Firefly and Dr. Mindbender and Major Blood and Baroness and Zartan. Um, Of course, Storm Shadow and Destro, you know, so there's just a million Mm -hmm. of these characters. And and that's not even including the Viper lines. There's all those Vipers that are awesome. Um, Night Viper and Alley Viper. So, I mean... And then you talk about the vehicles for the G.I. Joe line, and they're just fantastic. Um, you know, I had quite a few of them. But what, the, what was great about this line, again, going back to Kenner Star Wars, is that, you know, I could have like a Cobra bat or I could have Major Blood flying the Imperial shuttle or a TIE fighter if I wanted. You know, um, that was always really fun for me to like mix those two lines um, when I was playing with my toys and, you know, create some well, type of. G.I. Joe know, is definitely the action figure standard. Like, yeah. they, you know, like just being able to hold things, the posability, like the joint movement, you know, all of it, like yeah. they, you know, you could, you could literally do almost anything with them. Whereas other toys, like, you know, you mentioned like the Brave Star toys, like they look cool, but they're not posable really. You know, they do, right. they're, they're limited. Even like, that's what made like, I think that's one of the things that made GI Joe and Transformers so iconic with, you know, children and, you know, even adults all the way till forever, like till now, is that they had playability. Like, uh, you know, He-Man, while great in, you know, Turtles, uh, you know, great, I guess. Don't say it. Uh, yeah, but, you know, those guys always had, like, a reskin or, you know, like, a, a toy that was, like, redone, you know? Like, they just reused molds. Like, and right, well, right. that happened with these other toys, you know, but they just had more playability. Like, G.I. Joes could do anything. You know, they could hang what from were, ceiling. What were some of your like favorite a... characters from that universe? Oh, man. I Gosh. mean, I 
Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Like, I guess you know, that's a really hard question. Yeah. Like, what's my favorite GI Joe? Uh, Zach, go first. Yeah, well, I'll give my favorite <laughs> my favorite Cobra. I always default to Tomax and Zamot. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. They're just I I think it's just the names. I love the fucking names. And then uh it's kind of cheating because I don't think he was introduced originally in there, but uh my favorite Joe was always Sergeant Slaughter just cuz I uh, watched wrestling at the time too. Oh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter was cool. Speaking that's a great one off. actually. Yeah, cross-cultural pollination. I mean, you know, all the ninja figures were really cool, you know, like um but when I was a kid, probably the one I remember the most that I had was I think his name was Headman or Headmaster. He was the drug lord. Um, okay. And just because I, I know that was kind of like at like the downhill of GI Joes, but you know, I at that point I had so many GI Joes that you could have like full on like war with each other. You know, you could have full on battles with each other. You know, what's and, up with you and like narcotics and like early eighties toy lines? I don't. Well, it comes from RoboCop, really. Uh, <laughs> RoboCop two, <laughs> like <laughs> RoboCop two and narcotics. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that's what it's from. When I first watched that movie and was traumatized heavily. Um, but I, I don't know. Like they're all awesome. You know, you mentioned Destro, Baroness. Like I mean, even like even Vanilla Duke is was awesome. Oh you know, yeah, he was like yeah. typical <clears throat> typical hero. You know, he was like the hero, but they still had. All kinds of, you know, sh- I actually like shipwreck. <laughs> you know, like shipwreck rules. All, all, yeah, they all have like cool personalities, you know, and that that's one of the things that like a lot of toy lines didn't have. You know, they they had like a gimmick, like the yeah. GI yeah. Joes. Yeah, had personalities. Yeah, your, your snow jobs of the world, you know. Yeah, that yeah. that was this was the part of the cast where you said that snow job was Sandy's favorite GI Joe. Yeah, well, we all knew that. But yeah, I'm glad well, everybody yeah. else knows that now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think my favorites were, um, you know, I, for for the Joes themselves. Uh, Dusty was actually my very first GI Joe, um, so he's kind of like my my favorite Joe. Um, you know, J- Dusty, and then probably a, a probably Tunnel Rat. I I don't know why. I just always thought he was badass. Oh, and, Tunnel uh, Rat rules! Yeah, he was just so so cool. And, and I mean, that's barring like the obvious ones like Snake Eyes and you know whatever. But um, and then for Cobra, I mean, I I love just cobra commander in general like all the cobra commander figures i loved um and uh and and really baroness was you know pretty much my sexual awakening so i I give credit there where credit is due and still is uh, most of the time (laughs) yeah pretty pretty much um and then i think for the vipers like a night viper was you know probably my favorite viper he was so just insanely sick looking they were just awesome um great great i always really liked roadblock like roadblock was really awesome too like (laughs) Yeah, when I got Roblox. well, well, and and like we talked about that cross pollination as well. GI Joe was really great with that because you know we had the Sergeant Slaughter uh, figure and the Slaughter's Marauders, and he was such a huge part of the animated cartoon. And then you also had you know the William Perry action figure, um, you know, which was awesome, you know, and you had to mail away just to get that, but it was super cool to have you know the fridge, and uh, that was badass, dude. Not not to not to bring the mood down in here, but why can't they make a good live action GI Joe movie? Oh man, that's a great question. Why can't they make good live action movies? Well, like, we could ask. We could we could say the same yeah, thing that's about a, the Transformers line. I mean, come well, on. Well, so I mean, the Transformers oh. had the animated one. I I don't even really acknowledge the other ones. I guess the Joe movie had it was animated too. That came out like I think a year don't, after. Dude, don't hate on the Joe animated movie. No, no, I yeah, like Serpentor. Like no, Serpentor is like awesome. Movie. 
but they changed it though, right? Because originally, uh, I guess forty-five-year-old spoiler warning again. Um, Duke was supposed to die in the Joe movie, but they changed it so that he lives uh, because it was too similar to Prime dying in the Transformers movie. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, really? Because, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Duke Duke def- definitely should have died. You know, um, even though Flint is a piece of shit, Duke definitely should have died. Duke Flint 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 is basically the Joe equivalent of Hot Rod in a He's lot the of Joe ways. Joe Hot Rod. Yeah, he he really is. But um, oh. but you know, the movie wasn't. I didn't like the Joe movie as much as the Transformers movie, but it was a lot of fun back then. Serpento does rule. Um, but uh, that story you know, Don, is bizarre. Yeah, it's like, so for, weird for Joe standards. <laughs> yeah, I mean Don Johnson. You know. Don Johnson. So, I mean, it's yeah. cool that he's in it, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, again, GI Joe was a huge part of, of my childhood. Um, one of my favorite toy lines still is one of my favorite properties still, you know, buying those GI Joe comics and hunting down those GI Joe toys that I don't, um, still have that I wish I would have had. So if you have you, a box, uh, Cobra hiss, let me know. You got a, um, uh, USS flag. Oh no, never had the USS flag, obviously. Dude, that well, you got a the thing is uh, massive, man. It's insanely I, I huge. Think, I think my first GI Joe, like thinking back, might have been Beachhead. Like I think uh, that might have been awesome. my very Ooh, first. Oh yeah, a little Hawaiian shirt and I, everything. No, no, no. no. Beachhead had like the. No, who's the guy with the Hawaiian shirt? Who do you think he'd have? Ch- uh, Chuckles. Chuckles. Uh, Chuckles. Oh, Chuck. Yeah. Really? <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Cool name. <laughs> All right. No. Yeah. No. Chuckles Beachhead is, was Chuckles like a dude. He, he he just had like he was. Um, kind of like a generic looking mercenary except for he had like you know he's masked so i just i just, uh, I just always okay, remember yeah, that yeah, toy yeah. okay right. yeah no beachhead beachhead's a great first figure because he was sick and then he was like one of them i think he was like mainly one of the core like joe's like really he, he's great you know I, mm-hmm. I again there's so many we could sit here and talk all night about that character universe there's so many awesome awesome characters on both yeah, like sides Nahide. Nahide. <laughs> like Nahide, exactly. <laughs> oh man. I actually had that figure too. He was funny, but um I'm pretty sure my... I did because I thought I thought I was getting Craven and it wasn't. And like, it was it just was... Nahide and you were like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, this is not a he's not a Sinister Six. This is a G.I. Joe. What? I'm confused. <laughs> well, that's a good segue into like my second favorite toy line of of you know the eighties, which um was kind of a combination here between the Marvel Secret Wars and DC Superpower toy lines. Um, that was really one of the things that helped to draw me into comics. Um, some of the very first, you know, superhero anything that I ever had was from these toy lines. I had the uh, Superman figure, obviously, from DC Superpowers, as well as Green Lantern and Flash. And then for um, Marvel Secret Wars, I had the Captain America figure and Spider-Man. Um, I think a few others, but I think the thing that lasted the most or had the most kind of um, made the biggest mark on me was the Marvel Secret Wars metal lunchbox, um, which I still have today complete. You know, and I would take that to school and people would ooh and ah over it. And I always thought it was so awesome because it had, you know, Doom on there and Dr. Octopus and, you know, Iron Man. And it was just great. It was really cool. But that's what really, nice. you know, drew me into, I think, comic books and sparked my interest in those characters. And, and not only that, but that was a great toy line. You know, both of those toy lines are, are pretty fantastic. <clears throat> Yeah, but, I think you know. I don't think I really got into Marvel stuff until like the '90s when they had like uh, the crummy like Fantastic Four cartoon. I remember oh like, God. yeah, <laughs> I I had like the Galactus Silver Surfer ball, which got like that gross milky color because Silver Surfer is now disintegrated inside. That's that actually th- that actual that actual figure is actually hanging on my wall right now. 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. see, like that. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I had one, you know, at one time, and but you know, eventually he just like died in mine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the superhero stuff, like strangely, I didn't get into way later until you know comics really exploded for me. I think my, you're talking about lunchboxes. I'm pretty sure mine was a Masters of the Universe lunchbox, but it was the movie lunchbox, <laughs> like not the <laughs> not the toy line. I think I had Dolph Lundgren on it and Franklin Jello, which is uh, pretty awesome in its own right, but also saddening. It was probably <laughs> probably for sale at like the dollar store or something like that. <laughs> yeah, everybody's pissed. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, those are some of our favorite toy lines. I, you know, there again, like Matt was saying earlier, there's so many toy lines of the '80s. There's just a gajillion different things that, to love, to collect, to reminisce over, and be nostalgic over. But you know, there's some that really didn't get the due that they deserved. Um, you know, that were really great toy lines, but were eclipsed because again, there's just so many things out on the shelves. I can't even imagine what it was like i can't like i wish i could just transport myself back to that time because as a kid i just i remember walking down the aisles in like kmart or something like that or even going to kb toy store and it was just overwhelming there was just too much but there were a lot of those toy lines that were again just kind of eclipsed by the transformers and the masters of the universe toy lines and even the turtles um so what were some of your guys's favorite like obscure kind of toy lines of you know maybe the 80s or early 90s that you wish you uh you know maybe wish you they would have gotten more promotion or you wish you would have seen more so you could pick them up well so you know matt and i we've been clashing a lot over the turtles here so i'm gonna attempt to build a bridge here to bring us back together love and, to build a bridge and and, and talk <laughs> about a franchise that uh, we both have an admiration for which is dino riders uh, so Dino Riders mm. was kind of a, is like a eh, concept. I mean, it kind of ripped off Transformers, honestly, two clashing alien franchises or franchises, two clashing alien civilizations, uh, crash back into ancient earth times and they continue their war on earth. So it's basically the same thing as Transformers, but what makes it different is instead of being robots, uh, these guys are, they're kind of humanoid or like slightly, uh, I don't know, uh, insect insectoid aliens and they can mind control or get dinosaurs to do their fighting for them so the cartoon it's kind of whatever it's kind of a wash but the toys were so awesome like so the the main guy on the good guy side or the valorans as they were called he had this big ass brontosaurus that had like pods that opened up on the side that you could put other little guys in um, the bad guy uh, leader, I forget his name. I don't know if you know it off the top of your head, but um, uh, they were the Rulons, um, right? I believe they're Rulons, is what I, they're called. He, he's yeah, Emperor it, something. Emperor, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and but he rode on a, a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex, which was awesome. <laughs> oh, so and then, cool. And then these toys, like, so you got a picture of Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, it, they move like they have little wheels on the bottom of the feet and the tail and you would stuff like 12 triple D batteries up in there and then it would like slowly move forward. But you have a Tyrannosaurus that's moving on its own with like battle armor and lasers and aliens riding on top of it. So you basically have aliens fighting each other on armored dinosaurs and these toys were <laughs> so awesome. They're so much fun as a kid well, I, and they I, moved that's a, another thing yeah, they're yeah. like battery operated too so yeah like, yeah well, well not um, all of it. it was just the tyrannosaurus and the brontosaurus i don't remember any others that took batteries but i i, I could be i mistaken. don't know 
Because like yeah. I know like well maybe the Triceratops did actually, but Dino Riders were awesome. Like like you said, and speaking of like uh, GI Joes being like the everyman, I always had GI Joes versus Dino Riders because I I had quite a few <laughs> Dino Riders. Yeah, well, but uh, speaking of a um, we're a comic cast. Um, I believe you you voiced this on the last one. You didn't do it this time, but Jerry Conway uh, yes. helped create this. Was yeah. it you, Max? Someone did. Like yeah, uh, I mentioned that, which I didn't know till like that cast so that was pretty awesome uh legendary jerry conway and i believe his wife too uh Mm -hmm. but yeah i i really love dino riders they were really awesome and i actually still have the functioning t-rex to this day my children play with it and i'm always like don't die don't break don't break don't break (laughs) you know i'm looking at him handling it and i'm like no 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 yeah i mean and it costs like 18 dollars to go buy new batteries for it whenever they get drained (laughs) yeah it takes like 12 d batteries like it kind of it's a really sucks yeah yeah yeah. so that's probably my my favorite uh underappreciated series yeah. not not the mcdonald's toy line <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you matt what were some of your favorite obscure obscure lines uh i already talked about like mine was supernaturals like and i i mentioned that earlier and like if nobody remembers visionaries which is also sort of obscure in this what was realm. the what was the bone one that you mentioned in the last try at this cast though well yeah bone age which bone was age, um, yeah. bone age is really cool because it's like a hybrid transformer toy um i i believe it's because they were so expensive to make is the reason it failed i'm not quite sure um but they were kenner toys and kenner was trying desperately at the time to create a toy line like an original ip that would like get off the ground and compete with everybody else <laughs> and uh, after, you the, after Kmart. star wars left you know yeah and you mentioned kmart and it's pretty funny because like i still have like in box like my bone age toys and it has the kmart sticker on it that's, like, that's great Ooh, yeah i have that yeah i have the pterodactyl and but i mean they were huge and they weren't like overly complicated to use like they would you know they were kind of like multi-change so um they were just really cool and like i said they were i i feel like they're a uh, mal line toy line like they yeah. kind of uh you know didn't really have any direction they had no i don't believe they had any like uh like you know tv like uh like we talk about diner writers but diner writers had like sick tv spots you know, like these really yeah. cool, like you're watching them. You're like, oh my God, I want to play with them. Like these didn't really have that. They just like released. And I believe like, you know, it's like Christmas cash in time and they were trying to, <laughs> and there was like some recycled shit, but uh, you know, I, I they just said like, I, I just found them interesting because of course, like at the time, like most kids my age at that point love dinosaurs and right. You know, and so they're like, "Well, dinosaurs plus uh, transformers. This is brilliant. <laughs> That's what's so, up. <laughs> yeah, it's got to save the company." And then you know, they were just like crazy expensive to make because, like, you know, He-Man. They would have for people that don't know, they would just take the mold and then redress it. And when we were bitching about, you know, turtles, it would be the same thing. Mm-hmm. You take the mold and you redress it. And that was genius because you would just pump out toys. Like oh, yeah. these didn't have anything else you know like right so you know they were just very expensive at the time to make and i know like 
they failed miserably. Like all the toys that I've mentioned and shows I've mentioned are all ones that have like burned up terribly bad. Well, it definitely so. was, it definitely was a, a, a try, like you said, for, for Kenner, I think to um, regain some of that market share that they lost after, you know, there was a Caesar to star Wars toys. There was no more star Wars toys. And Kenner actually wanted to, you know, continue that line. They wanted to continue to make, you know, random star Wars toys that were new um but uh lucas put a stop to that so they had to find something else and that bone age was one of those lines um the other line and I, i'm mentioning this because sandy had mentioned it in our last attempt at this cast was um mask so kenner really tried to push mask um and mm, mask yeah. was uh you know a great great toy line um created by kenner mask is it stands for uh, i think mobile armored strike command command with a k um and, you know, they were vehicles that essentially would transform sometimes into other vehicles or would transform into weapons, um, which was really cool. And and they really had a they had a cartoon, obviously, an animated television series that went along with that toy merchandising. And it, and it was great. It was really fantastic. I think it ran from 85 to um, 88 around there. It's still a really beloved property. I had a lot of those figures. Um, it was really interesting because they weren't they were always fighting against um basically terrorism but there was always sort of like a racing theme it was kind of it was kind of all over the place you know it's like yeah. very strange you know it's like like what you said where there's a property that's trying to tap into lots of different niches that that was definitely mask but um we mask is funny because like um didn't they have like a video game like a commodore 64 game back in the maybe. day yeah they might have like they had like a I, really bad yeah. bad game like is what i recall like we didn't mention that last time but as far as like some of those like the, like you said the Kenner rebranding mask was probably I don't know if it was successful at the time I, I did have some mask toys but I don't know how well it did in comparison I'm sure it didn't do super great but it's definitely like had a lot of longevity like uh, you know it, I believe there's there's still been comic books and you know other media still with oh yeah it's still um, a pretty popular pro- property and and uh, the comics are actually awesome. Um, and it didn't, obviously, it didn't do what Star Wars did for Kenner, but it did help them, you know, sort of stay afloat, um, you know, but they're also, you know, that mask was one of those great, it's not one of the obscure toy lines, I don't think, mask was pretty well known, but there are a ton of other obscurities that we should just really quickly mention, um, give some shout outs to. Um, one of those is Sectars. Um, if you don't know yeah. about Sectars, they were kind of like <laughs> he- He-Man almost sized action figures that were all insects, insectoid kind of guys. And you could like, um, you know, have Man, those things sucked. Oh, they were crazy, you know. And the, yeah. the cool thing about them is that like the villain would like ride on this giant spider, and you could put your hand inside the spider, and you could simulate it walking with your fingers. Like, so it was a lot of cool toys there. Um, you mentioned Visionaries, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, Visionaries all, is you know, awesome. Yeah, which was so good, and it had a cartoon as well, and it was great. Um, Mad balls. <laughs> Mad balls. <laughs> Madballs yeah. actually had a, a recent resurgence as well, um, you know, which which was cool to see that. Um, Boglins, 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 Boglins were great. Um, I'm su- I'm surprised you didn't have any Muscle Man, Zach, since you were such a wrestling fan. But uh, Muscle Man were were out there. I'm sure um, you yeah. did. Like everybody had those. Like I, yeah. You know. So I I had the uh, they were uh, oh gosh they're they're kind of like it was like a stuffed animal almost. It was like a a like a you could like squeeze them like throw them around stuff like do wrestling moves on them i had one of the ultimate warrior and the macho man 
Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a couple of those though. You you also had the My Buddy figure too, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Did you really? I never had a My no, Buddy. No, I never had. One. <laughs> he had. <laughs> That he had the like, pound, pound puppies, my buddy. I was, a, I was a Teddy Ruxpin guy. Yeah, there you go. I did too. I have a a funny anecdote that never got brought up on the last time we did this. Uh-huh, oh, no. Was um, I have a functioning Teddy Ruxpin, like still in box. Really? Right? And yeah, oh, wow. and I put batteries in it and put the tape in, and my children were horrified. Like oh, they yeah, had nightmares. Dude. Yeah, like it started talking and operating, and they were like, "No, no, no, no! Turn this shit off! This is terrifying!" <laughs> like they absolutely hated it. Like, and it was kind of horrifying. Like with its eye movements and everything, it totally functioned and told the story. But I remember being like, cool. "Man, Teddy Rupskin's cool," but like I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is." You should throw scary. some. Uh, is... You should. Th- you should throw some death metal cassettes in there. I should. I should put some, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'll put uh, some rat tapes in there and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, there were some other cool toy lines, too, uh, that we didn't mention, like in Humanoids, uh, Battle Beasts, Sectar- we did mention Sectars, but yeah. Silverhawks, Silverhawks was one. Silverhawks, um, yeah. You know, obviously Thundercats, that was a pretty well-known, well-known IP, and um, Ghostbusters was one I wanted to quickly mention too, because you know Ghostbusters is one that you know we all love the movies, like you know, but you know it was one of those things where I always wanted those toys, but one I could never find them, and then two, how do I pick the Ghostbusters you know toy over you know a GI Joe figure, you know, so it was just like really difficult to choose what you wanted. I mean, so you know Ghostbusters is out there, Voltron was out there, Cops. Do you guys remember Cops? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they had like. Gray boxes, didn't they? Something like, like that. There was a really cool cartoon. Really silver cool gray. cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool yeah, property. I don't, yeah. I, I don't remember that shit, but th- that um, I do love, and I, I don't know if Cops falls into this, but the you know, like when you have a series that does really well, and then you have the knockoffs that come off afterwards that try to like ape the 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 theme of the show. You, you, yeah. you know what I'm getting at? So like I, I'm just thinking of like more obscure the kind of stuff in the '90s because like you know Ninja Turtles was insanely popular, and then you had like the uh, what is it the Biker Mice from Mars I think was a knockoff. They had um, Killer Street Sharks I think that was the name of it. <laughs> yeah, weren't those more '90s? Like, but I yeah, mean, yeah, that, that's but, what I, yeah. I'm I'm drifting more into '90s territory here, but uh, yeah, God, God oh. bless those things. They tried Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. <laughs> oh man hey, did you guys ever play that arcade game that was pretty fun actually that was great yeah it was super hard wasn't it It was like, great yeah. also did anybody uh, have starcom do you guys remember starcom no like, uh-huh. oh god uh, never mind speaking of junkie like they, they were like I, I don't know weird action figures that were like just generic like space stuff if you feel like if they took like Battlestar Galactica and Star Wars and just like mashed like generic space stuff together. Starcom like for a minute I think was like a hot like a hot Dude, toy. Like that, in, like, has a, that has a super generic space name. Yeah, I I, I thought no, at first, yeah. At first <laughs> I thought you were talking about uh, Star Wars. Um, no, Star Wars. no, no, no. Star Wars was yeah. another super obscure line that was super awesome. I mean, what they did with Star Wars was so cool because they took like an uh, you know an archaic version of a toy. So they took like your basic wind up figure, your basic wind up toy, and they applied that to all these really cool toy designs and really made a really neat 
I think toy line. And there was also a comic book um, that was published in conjunction with that toy line and it ruled, uh, but there was a cool, um, like a Cobra looking like base, like for, for the, um, for the the evil guys and star years and i remember getting that base just because i wanted that to be my cobra base for you know like my <laughs> <G. I. Joe's. laughs> you yeah. know like you know which is really funny but um one last uh, honorable mention for obscure toy lines and we got to make this mention um was dungeons and dragons um, uh, yeah, know, that yeah. that was. Uh, I never got any of those. Like, and I know those existed, and I believe they were like again, like you said, like super hot for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to we got to give a quick shout out to Dungeons and Dragons, and also the the Dungeons and Dragons animated show, which was fantastic. That was really fun. Um, oh, you know, yeah, Ven- classic now. You know, Venger was such a cool villain. Um, it was really neat. So that's a little bit about the obscure toy line. So you know. We all had toys that were, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, the Dino Riders, T-Rex and um, Turtles toys and things like that. So we all had toys that were like close to our hearts and that we really loved, but we don't have any more. Like something happened to them. We destroyed them. We lost them. We traded them. What were some of your guys' favorite toys that you wish you still had that you lost as a kid? Uh, Well, so I, I kind of talked to you earlier about the ones that I wish I would have kept as far as like, you know, Transformers and all that. But I, I could talk about the, the one that uh, I remember distinctly destroying due to a, a traffic accident, which was my uh, <laughs> 90s X-Men. Uh, you guys remember that it was through uh, KB Toys, I think. It was the exclusive. Um, you had like your Cyclops, uh, you know, Juggernaut, Wolverine, Archangel, Apocalypse, and like Magneto, I think. And they're, I mean, they were a little like six inch figures, nothing too crazy, but um, I was having an epic battle between Juggernaut and Cyclops out in my front yard. And, uh, you know, Juggernaut's really strong, so he hit Cyclops. And so I, you know, threw Cyclops with the, you know, uh, uh, appropriate amount of force, which happened to throw him out into the road uh, just in time for a car to run it over and completely destroy my Cyclops. So I wish in retrospect I wouldn't have punched him that hard with Juggernaut, but oh well. That's like Pet Cemetery shit, but for X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah That's yeah. grim. Rest, yeah, rest in peace, Cyclops. Oh, never, poor, never, poor had, never Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was going to sacrifice any of those X Men figures, it probably would have been him, anyways. Like, I wasn't going to throw a Juggernaut <laughs> or Wolverine out there. So. Oh man, uh, everyone's always, everyone's always giving Scott the hate, uh, but I, I, it makes sense. Um, yeah, what about yeah. you, Matt? Did you have any toys that you wish you would have? still have nearly all of them to be honest i'm like i I was the evil kid from toy story that just like lit everything on fire melted their faces to their asses and like uh did you kind of look like him too honestly sid from toy story is his name sid (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh um well i yeah i'm an adult so i don't remember that um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry sorry in our cartoon podcast we can't talk about toy story uh, but no i definitely my gi joes in transformers like um uh, a friend adjacent has most of my like uh completed gi joes and transformers which i had to sell during my parents move um but once I destroyed so many GI Joes when I was a kid, like I'm like, yeah, we're gonna recreate the, uh, you know, JFK assassination, and then I would shoot him with BB guns, like, or Holy you know, shit. yeah, or just like in, <laughs> well, in general. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I think that's you know, whatever the, like, did. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I'm starting so, to think it, it wasn't just the fact that you were interested in Brave Star that made your parents worried, man. I think it was that you were recreating JFK assassination in your backyard with GI Joe's. Was it Zartan that was on the grassy knoll? No, it was. Um, I think because I had Destro as always like my favorite villain. Yeah. You know, so he was always like the mastermind of everything. Because I had a Cobra Commander, but then um, I believe. Uh, another kid from my childhood stole him, uh, took, took, took him from me, um, could never prove this, but, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I would always just like, you know, like any kid, like I, I kind of lived, uh, yeah, or not like every kid, but like I had a, one of those like weird, you know, like, uh, idyllic childhoods where I grew up outside where there was like a lot of space and land and my godmother, she let me play with the BB gun. You know, and so I would like shoot at the GI Joes like they were the villains and stuff <laughs> like that. So, you know, um, probably the worst beating I ever got was when I put like a bunch of fireworks into one of the cars and then tried to get it to catch fire that way. <laughs> like, Rest and try to get, yeah, I was trying to get like one of the vehicles to go down the street. You know, and so I just like basically lit a toy on fire out in the street, and my mother was like. No, this is money you lit on fire. Not that you were being dangerous. You might hurt yourself. It was more like these toys cost money. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. mostly GI Joe's and Transformers. Like I, I, I really wish like the Transformers are really cool. And now that I have kids of my own, like um, I've gotten them some Transformers, and they're like little savants when they use them. So you can kind of see like that, like magic in their eyes when they're like trying to figure it out because the instructions are completely useless on transformers, which has I guess been the way they do this for 45 years. You know, they just make them as useless as possible. So the children just have to figure it out, you know, just go for it. And I see them do it and I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. I wish I had some old stuff they could play with. Like, you know, um, so, yeah. yeah, probably just older. I mean, like I said, I just, that was kind of a broad stroke, but yeah, most of my uh, dead and gone. I mean, that, that totally makes sense. I think for me, um, it was a deal that I made that I now severely regret. And, um, you know, one of the best toys I ever got for, for on Christmas morning was an original Optimus Prime. And I love that uh, toy and it was yeah. fantastic. And, um, you know, I, I think like, you know, after a while, you know, the, the newness wears off and you see any of these new toys coming out. And um, there was a kid that lived close to me that he basically had everything. He had every toy known to man, but he didn't have, you know, the original Optimus. So I ended up trading him that Optimus for a bunch of different toys, um, Transformers and GI Joe. And now I kind of regret that because I've had to, in the last several years, I went and bought um, a replacement, which set me back a little bit, obviously. Um, but I wish, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, set me back, set, set me back a, a little bit, a little. yeah, a little bit. You know, but you know that it was worth it. You know, but but I wish I still had the one you know that was gifted to me by my parents. Um, you know, just because it was you know that special toy that everyone wishes they could have kept. But uh, I was one of the, I was the opposite of you. Matt, in that I kept all my toys essentially in pristine condition, um, you know, never took them outside, you know, have all the weapons and the gear for them still. Um, you know, I was one of those weird, sick OCD kids that... Um, no, you, you know, still are, man. Who are you kidding? Yeah, a little bit. 
you know. But oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a GI Joe graveyard out at my godmother's house, just where there's like, <laughs> just where I've buried people that have been like in little pieces. If you were to go out there with like a, you know, yeah, it's shovel, like if, you just yeah, ba- basically grim. the east the eastern front of GI Joe figures. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be super dark. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, you know, th- we talked a little bit about Toys Lost. You know, again, I know that um, our listeners out there, I know you have your stories of your own. Definitely share them with us. Definitely, you know, message us on Facebook. Share with us. Message us on Twitter. Um, you know, tweet us all those stories because we would definitely want to hear those. They're always fun to hear. We do have a question of the week. Um, and um, but before I move on, um, for Toys Lost, we also had a really weird story last week. Um, from oh Sandy. yeah, I gotta, from Sandy. hold on, I got to mute my <laughs> mic, or I'm, you're going to hear me laughing. <laughs> which, which, was just, <laughs> which was just so weird, but it's so it's so like you know I guess normal for kids to do weird shit. But um, he had a Skeletor figure, and uh, you know everyone had their Skeletor that they they loved, and um. He has a younger sister who must have been, I guess, I don't know how old she would have been, like what he said, but a uh, toddler age or maybe something like that. But he left it on the floor, left it unattended to. And um, his younger sister essentially like licked the the face off of Skeletor. Took his face <laughs> off. Completely off. <laughs> uh, That's so weird. <laughs> which you know, which I you know, if you if you knew this person, if you if our listeners actually knew Sandy, it would explain so much, you know, because that trauma <laughs> that, that, that trauma is so real. It's so it's so raw still, and you could really and it was such a bummer that we couldn't get that cast to really work out because you could hear like the anguish in his voice when he's telling us the story, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it really was you know it was a palpable emotional moment, maybe the first one on our cast where it was just raw emotion. And we lost that. So wanted to share that a little bit with our listeners. Um, you know, so they know what was going on there. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Sandy. <great. laughs> All right. Question, so of the, question of the week, guys. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, dude, I've been ready for weeks with this one. <laughs> uh, right. I should have prepped more. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what I said in our first attempt. So um, if you could be a Transformer... Would you be an Autobot or Decepticon? And what would you transform into? Yep. So I'll, I'll go ahead and field this one first. Uh, so I would be a Decepticon. Uh, and I would be a Decepticon. Uh, basically, it would be a scheme to, to make money. So I would have the ability to transform into a high grade, not like a 9.8 or something like that. You know, I'd give myself away. Maybe like a, a 7.0 to an 8.0 Action Comics number one. And uh, then I would use my other Decepticon buddies to sell me at auctions. And then once I received the money, then I would transform back into my human form and then walk out with all the money. So basically, I would use my abilities to rip people off <laughs> thinking they got an Action Comics number one. So would we be your Decepticon buddies or what? what's going on here? Yeah, that's up to you guys, man. <laughs> oh, what about man. What, what about you, Matt? Well, last time I had to think on my feet and I just was like a foil to Zach. But I guess like... Judging by looking back on the podcast and me being like some sociopathic <clears throat> child, I guess I would just be a Decepticon, obviously, and turn into a giant bulldozer smashing other kids' toys uh, is what I would be doing. 
<laughs> that's not but as what i would want to be i would like to look at myself as an autobot but obviously not uh I, I think uh, I, I typically would look at myself as more of a Decepticon most of the time, but in this case, and I'm kind of going to steal this from Zach in our pre-cast conversation, I would definitely be an Autobot, and I would change into a modem that would actually give Sandy the internet that he needs to continue to cast with us. In the <laughs> no, that, that would be my noble deed um you know and i, I would need a lot of energon that's for Dude, sure honestly cubes. not just energy but you would need turbo therapy after dealing with sandy's search history after a while man oh, that, show, that would mess you man. up that, that's I, a lot of, that's a lot of rapid share downloads yeah that's a lot of rapid share downloads that's a lot, <laughs> that's a, that's a lot nice. of uh, Things that should probably stay on the dark web, yeah. um, but uh, you know, a lot of, I don't a, lot of a lot of incognito tabs. <laughs> That's true, and and really, I don't I don't know how many you know I don't know what the supply is on Energon cubes in, in Eastern Idaho either. I don't know that, so um, you know, obviously be, low when you tried to be on the podcast. Just just so listeners know, like I said, this is like the second attempt at this podcast because we got uh, bamboozled last time, like by uh, you know dial up internet from Eastern Idaho. Yeah, thanks, Eastern Idaho. Well, you know, hopefully we don't have any warbles or any kind of craziness on this cast, and we can get this out to you guys as quickly as possible. Um, you know, we're going to wrap up, and we're going to kind of go around in a circle and tell everyone where we can find you. What, what Where can people find you, Zach? Yep, so uh, I'm on Instagram <laughs> primarily, uh, Paper Abyss Comics. You can come uh, check out, check uh but I just post whatever books I, I come across lately. I've come into a few good ones lately. Uh, we'll talk about it in an upcoming podcast, but I sold a, a rather hot book right now that's blown up, and I, I turned it into a book I've wanted for a long time. So if you go check me out on Instagram, you can see what book that is. So Sweet. What about you, Matt? Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm Cosmic Skull Comics, and check out what I do, which is pretty much spend inordinate amount of money on uh, a bunch of BS books that nobody wants, which is mm-hmm. usually DC books. So take a gander at those. Where else can people find you, Matt? Come on. Come on. Oh, uh, <laughs> and also, I also operate uh, Exalted Funeral. So um, if you're looking for any sort of weird, just any sort of weird literature that runs into like the occult, tabletop rpgs or heavy metal indie publications uh you can get any sort of books there if you're still reading books uh that's exalted funeral and you can find it on every single avenue every single social media sadly um because we gotta you gotta you gotta do the hustle so but check it out you know if uh if you want some sort of strange in your life Sweet. No, that's awesome. Well, you can find us at Turbo Comics Cast at on uh, Twitter. Um, you can also find Turbo Comics on Twitter. It's at Turbo Comics whoop, whoop. ID. Um, obviously, you know, we're on every sort of social media outlet. So we're on Facebook, just search Turbo Comics. We're also on Instagram at Turbo Comics. And we also have our web store, Turbo Comics Shop. Um, there you can find all kinds of keys, exclusives, variants, toys, um, vintage toys, T-shirts, all kinds of things. Um, also, definitely go on there. Yeah, merchandise. You know, Turbo Comics, go... the flamethrower. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the great yogurt. Turbo Comics, tur- Turbo Comics, the modern modem. 
Sandy, Sandy, um, you know, so, you know, we also have, um, you know, our podcasts that are linked at turbocomicshop.com. Um, but also we're going to have a lot of, you know, recurring articles on, on, on that site, um, from Matt and some, from other, some other folks as well. So definitely check that out. Also, I know Zach didn't mention it, but dark Hawk talk is also linked on turbo comic shop. That's something. That oh, you should yeah. Yeah. Dark Hawk talk. What are you up to now? What episode? uh i got number nine uh I, I just need to do some editing on it and shoot it on up there but uh, i'm up to issue nine right now issue so we did we just completed the uh, saga of lodestone who uh was a villain who had magnetic <laughs> powers she's totally not magneto uh she got hired by philip basin to get dark hawk's amulet from him in the can ongoing you, uh, can, can, can you <laughs> can you <laughs> What is that? Yeah, can you can you say the name of that villain again and very slowly for our listeners? Lodestone. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, you're welcome, man. It, it, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, I think issue nine is the Punisher Savage Steel crossover, so lots of fun to be had there. Yeah, oh so my god, yeah. yes. Yeah. So you guys, yeah. you, you know, our listeners, you got to check out Dark Hawk Talk. We do have some of the episodes linked on turbocomicshop.com um we're gonna try to get you get to you guys with our next cast probably coming up in a couple of weeks but until then have a great time thanks for listening follow us on all the social media channels that you can find us on and again we hope to hear from you guys soon